So we will start today's class in a um, Virasana pose or hero pose. So um, this uh, is often uh, supported with blocks or blankets. I'm using blankets today. Um, bring your knees together, angle your shins apart, point your toes, and then take hold of the flesh and muscle of your calves as you melt your hips back and down, move the flesh of the calves back and out. And then settle down through your hips. You might even grab the buttocks with the hands. You're just in your room by yourself or with somebody, you know, close to you. So be bold, grab those butt cheeks, pull them back and apart, get a better um, connection between your sits bones and whatever ground is beneath you, whether that be the mat, uh, blocks or a blanket. Once you have found a supported seat in this shape, close your eyes and place your hands on your thighs. Instinctually, if you have done this practice with me before and you know just are a regular uh, practitioner of the asana practice, you might notice that just by making this intentional seat and closing your eyes, you already are drawn to the breath. You might instinct, instinctually begin to um, deepen the breath or start to breathe in and out through the nostrils. So if that is the case, you might acknowledge this um, this. Uh, pattern that you've created by uh, doing something in the same way with intention, you might immediately start to create more awareness just by coming to this seat, just by stepping onto your mat. Now direct your sensitivity to the lower body. Notice the places where your body is touching the surfaces beneath you. Visualize energy, maybe in the form of roots growing from your body into the earth. Consider that this connection is a two-way interface, so as you send energy downward, creating a sense of rootedness, of grounding. You might also consider drawing up from the earth. Create length in the spine by shrugging the shoulders up towards the ears, lifting into the armpits. And then keeping the armpits lifted, sides of the body long, loop the shoulder blades together behind the heart space, creating a gentle contraction of the upper back muscles as the collarbones broaden and the heart lifts. Allow the weight of the forearms to sink down towards the floor, bringing the shoulder blades down the back side of the chest. Likely this attention to opening the chest space has caused the head to tilt back somewhat. If so, draw the chin down parallel to the floor and draw the sides of the neck gently back so you feel the head uh, align over the heart.
You may also bring a tone to the upper abdomen by drawing the right front or the left and right front lower ribs in towards the center and then drawing that center point subtly towards the spine to create more length in the low back. And then soften into this shape. Return to the breath. So part of the impetus for uh, creating this conscious aligned seat is to create the most space in the body for breath possible. Transition to the practice of ujjayi pranayama by drawing in a gentle contraction at the back of your throat. Listen to the sound of the breath. Attempt to even out your rate of breathing so that as you draw air in, it's, um, you're pulling as much air in at the beginning of the breath as you are at the top of the breath. And similarly, as you exhale, with control, push a minimal amount of air out as you begin and continue that minimal amount of release until the lungs are empty. So we will um, focus on creating a three-part breath today, meaning that the breath begins in the lower regions of the torso and the lower abdomen. That's the first part. Maybe from the pelvic floor to the belly button, you can picture that. And then from the belly button to um, the solar plexus or the heart space. And then from the heart space up to the back of the throat. That would be the third and final part of the breath. So that's the inhale and, the, and then the exhale would move uh, from the opposite direction, starting at the back of the throat, down to the heart space, down to the level of the belly button, and out through the pelvic floor. So we're going to uh, explore this, uh, adding, uh, starting first with the uh, lower region, and then adding the middle body, and then eventually the upper body chest space. Okay, so I practiced this yesterday uh, two times because the stream, <laughs> we had some stream failure. Um, and I did notice that my uh, throat was a little sore later in the day, and I wonder if that was from uh, using ujjayi pranayama throughout this practice. So I'm still going to utilize that, but be, uh, be aware that it might create some soreness um, later on in the day. You can also try this without the contraction at the back of the throat. So um, always realize that there's some wiggle room, there's some liberty you can take with your practice as it is your, your exploration of your own body. Okay, so we're going to start with a hand at the lower abdomen. This might be an uncomfortable place just um, mentally, emotionally to place a hand on your body. Notice if those feelings are coming up. Uh, it might be helpful to recognize that a lot of us have, have those feelings, have that discomfort around uh, touching different areas of our body. So if that um, discomfort is um, too overwhelming for you, then that's, again, it's not necessary to do uh, 
do the exercise precisely how I'm presenting it. Okay, but we are going to start with trying to fill the lower part of the body with breath. So again, you can use the Ujjayi Pranayama or not. As you inhale, try to fill that lower region, possibly feeling that expansion in the hand. And then as you exhale, uh, realize that contraction. You might even draw in and up on the pelvic floor, creating Mula Vanda as you exhale. Let's add a second hand, if you're using hands, right above the first hand, connecting you with this area uh, below the heart space. So beginning to fill the lower abdomen and then the middle abdomen as you take your next breath in. And then as you exhale, a reminder from, to empty from top to bottom. If you're using the hands at this point, I invite you to bring a hand onto the chest space. So first, moving the breath from the floor, filling the abdomen, low back, ribs, middle back, and then moving up the chest and eventually into the throat. Two more breaths.
And upon completion of those last two breaths, you can bring your hands back to your thighs. Okay, let's open the eyes for a moment. We will chant Om uh, three times before starting the asana practice. Um, I did, I, I wanted to make this note of something that I thought was interesting yesterday. So adding on to this talk about um, elongating the om sound into three syllables, so you can imagine it spe being spelled A-U-M rather than O-M, um, and this idea that we're trying to create an inner vibration. So uh, if you are familiar with the, uh, the chakras, you're kind of moving up the central channel, um, starting the sound in the lower abdomen, moving up the middle abdomen and culminating in the throat in the back of the, uh, the back of the throat. So um, interestingly, uh, as the ohm is done on exhale, this, is, this movement is kind of um, the opposite of what we were just doing. So the exhale is a movement up the spine rather than a movement down the spine. So just, I just thought that was interesting. Um, so uh, we can do OM today either with hands in front of the heart space or you might try to try it with the hands on the body uh, to, to create a deeper sense of connection with each part as the, um, as the tone moves up the central channel. Okay, so exhale. Inhale for OM. Bow your head to your hands, towards your heart, and then release the hands and lift the eyes. Okay, so we will move into our um, tabletop position. So you might move any props off to the side of your mat as you place the hands below the shoulders, spread fingers and palms. Toes are tucked with knees hip width distance. Inhale, belly and chest down, tailbone and gaze lift into cow pose. And as you exhale, round the spine, chin to chest, tailbone towards the floor, belly button towards the ceiling, push the earth away in cat. Continue to move with the pace of your own breath through these two shapes, exploring the range of motion of your spine this morning. Throughout the practice, I, I like to try to bring uh, attention to this idea of the practice being an exploration, a uh, turning the gaze inward, listening to the body, and uh, communicating 
with, between the mind and body with, uh, with respect and, uh, you know, encouragement bet between the two partners. <laughs> okay, inhale, come back to a neutral spine, keeping a gentle tone in the upper abdomen as the tailbone lengthens back and the heart expands forward. Okay, what's next? The right hand is going to come below the face and take your left hand to the back of the skull. Inhale, open your chest towards the left wall as you point the elbow and the gaze skyward. Exhale and curl in so that the elbow touches the right wrist or forearm. Shoulder blades draw apart. Inhale, open to the left. Exhale, curl in two. We're going to do five in total on the left side. Inhale, open. Exhale, curl in. Inhale, open. Exhale, curl in. And this is the last one for the first side. Inhale, open to the left. And exhale, curl in before placing the left hand below the face and cupping the skull with the right hand. Inhale, open to the right, look up. Exhale, curl in, shoulder blades apart. Inhale, open right, head into hand. Exhale, curl in. Inhale, open right, three. Exhale, curl in. Inhale, open right, four. Exhale, curl in. Last one. Inhale, open to the right. Head into the hand. Look up. Elbow up. Exhale, curl in. And hands can plant below the shoulders once again. Okay, I did make some notes today, so I'm glancing at those. Okay, extend the legs back one at a time into a plank position. Shoulders over the wrists. Try to shift weight out of the wrist down into the knuckles of the fingers. Make the legs strong and long. So lift into the kneecaps. Reach back through the heels. And try to create a line between your shoulders, hips, and heels. If the hips are sagging down out of that line, making it a curved line, attempt to lift strongly through the inner thighs and draw back through the sides of the waistline. If that does not lift the hips, then do the next set of postures from a tabletop position. Okay, from here, we're going to lift the left leg, reach it back, lift the heel to the height of the hip, either from plank or tabletop position. Push back through the heel, draw back through the toes, strong and long left leg for five, four, three, two, one foot to the ground. Right leg lifts, extend and tone the right leg, knee and toes point down, heel to the height of the hip, ground through the knuckles of the fingers for five, four, three, two, one. Put the right foot down. Right arm reaches forward, taking this around the body, reach forward, look forward, try to keep the shoulders at an even height, despite the difficulty of that, for five, four, three, Two, one, hand down, left arm reaches, ground through the knuckles, reach, five, four, three, two, one, hand down, knees down, 
Tailbone tilts towards the ceiling as though you're doing cat, cow pose in the low back. Reach the chin forward and exhale. Bend the elbows back as chin and chest lower to the floor. Hug the elbows in. Slide forward onto the belly and extend your legs back one at a time. Tone the legs, lengthen the legs. Press the tops of the feet down, draw the kneecaps in and up so that they pull away from the floor. Lengthen back through the tailbone and then scoop it forward so you feel the front of your pelvis pushing into the mat. Okay, engage the shoulders onto the back of the chest, broaden the collarbones. Inhale to curl the chin and chest up away from the floor. Okay, little baby cobra pose. Look, mom, no hands. So you can hover your hands above the floor or place them back down without weight pushing downward through the hands. So we're just using the strength of the upper body to curl the, the, the upper back to curl the chest away from the floor. And this is a back bending posture. It's also kind of a floating posture where we're, um, we are breaking free from the bondage of gravity. So um, this is called cobra pose. I was really connecting with this idea of being cobra pose. Because what do we all, think, what do a lot of us think of when we think of a cobra? You think of that head rising um, hypnotically out of the cobra basket. <laughs> so uh, think about that lightness, that um, the almost, <laughs> almost magical uh, quality of that uh, cobra's head floating up. Okay, and then release down. Right cheek to the floor, arms at the sides of the body, heads of the arm bones roll forward. Head is heavy, neck is soft, upper back broadens. Bring the big toes to touch as the heels widen away from one another. And arrive in this moment. This is an opportunity for release and reflection. Consider returning to the breath. Consider deepening the breath, slowing it down. Arrive in the experience of this moment. Okay, chin to the floor, point the toes back, ground the tops of the feet, tone the muscles of the legs, lengthen the tailbone, push the pelvis down, Hands frame the rib cage. Fingers spread, elbows point back and draw in. Shoulder blades hug together behind the heart. Inhale, little baby cobra, and then start to grow your cobra by pushing your hands down and pulling the elbows in and then drawing the elbows down so as the chest lifts, the shoulder blades draw in and down the back side of the heart, the heart space. Sides of the neck back, crown of the head lifts. And now as the hands push downward, consider also moving the hands backward. So you're isometrically drawing the heels of the hands towards the back of the mat. Keep the legs active, feet pressing down, kneecaps lifting. Slowly lower your cobra back into the basket, left cheek to the floor, arms at your sides, big toes touch, heels widen apart, head heavy, neck soft. 
Arms heavy, upper back broad. Soft gaze at the edge of your mat or closed eyes. Arrive in this moment. Return awareness and breath to the body, if it's left. <laughs> okay, chin to the floor. Tuck the toes under. Tone the legs so the kneecaps pull in and up. Lengthen back through the tailbone. Plant the wrists by the ribs. And as you exhale next, attempt to push up into a plank position. That can also be done on the knees. Shoulders over the wrist. Inhale and plank. Exhale, shift the hips up and back. Finding your way to downward facing dog. Get acquainted with your doggy. Push the hands down and forward. Shift the hips up and back. Keep an empty mounted bend in the knees before walking the dog. One heel down. The hip of that corresponding heel pushing up and back. Maybe moving side to side before switching to the second leg. Getting some awareness along the back of each leg as you pedal out the heels. And then walking your dog into stillness, keeping any amount of bend in the knees, emphasis on the distance between the hips, reaching up and back, and the fingertips pushing down and forward. Let's do our first set of five push-ups, shall we? Inhale forward to plank or plank on the knees. Exhale lower down with control. Inhale, draw back up through the waistline. Exhale, hips move you back to downward facing dog. First of five. Inhale, come forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, push. Exhale, back two. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, back three. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, back four. Last one. First set. Inhale, forward. Exhale, to lower. Inhale to press and exhale. Hips shift you back into downward facing dog. Right foot inches towards center. As you kick your left leg straight up and back. Push the hands down and forward. Reach back with the left heel. Lift with the left inner thigh. Look back. Reach back. Lift up. Look forward and lunge the left foot between the hands. So you might take the time to locate blocks if you have them and place them on either side of the front foot. Not necessary, but an optional modification if you have the props. Okay, coming into our lunge, explore the lunge. Is it appropriate to bring the knee over the heel? Does that create unnecessary pain or strain? If so, maybe back off that deep lunge position. Find something more sustainable. Shoulders away from the ears. And then we're going to flow here a little bit with the breath. So as you exhale, you may move the hands back if necessary as you straighten the left leg. Lift into the left kneecap. And then round the spine, chin to chest, forehead towards or to the knee in a modification of pyramid pose. When you're ready, begin to flow between this pose. And as you inhale, come back to the lunge. Exhale, shift the hips back, ground through the left big toe ball now to engage the front of the, the top of the left leg. 
and just explore the range of motion here. So bringing awareness to the movement of the hips, kind of adding the same actions uh, that we had in cat and cow pose in the upper body here. Inhale to come forward. You might uh, bring the right hand to a block or to the floor at the inside of the left foot. And then inhale to sweep the left arm overhead so that the shoulders stack. The legs remain the same as you revolve the upper body. Chest open to the left wall. Gaze might go up. If you're feeling good here, you might even open the chest up further so the right ribs turn towards the ceiling, left ribs wrap towards the floor. So you're going to embrace the sky. Hands back to blocks. Place the blocks off to the side and then press back into downward facing dog. Let's do the second side. Left foot towards center. Right leg lifts straight up and back. Look back at those right toes. Push the hands down and forward. Make sure the right toes are pointing straight down as you lift the heel higher. Lift through the back inner thigh. Push. Lift. Look forward and lunge forward. Again, hands can be on blocks, framing the front foot. Communicate between mind and body. So your mind might tell your hips to sink down deeper. Your hips might tell your mind that that's too deep. <laughs> so be in communication, respectful communication between mind and body. And then we'll begin to uh, flow. Exhale to send the hips back, grounding through the right big toe ball mount, round the spine, chin to chest, forehead towards or to the knee, engaging the top of the right leg. And then as you're ready, moving with breath, inhale to come forward. Exhale to shift back. Please return to the lunge. Left hand can be on a block or the floor at the inside of the right foot. Keep the legs and hips as they are. Sweep the right arm towards the ceiling as the chest open towards the, opens towards the right wall. Attempt to stack the shoulders. Look up. If this feels sustainable or even um, easy, you might start to open your embrace. Revolve the left ribs towards the ceiling, right ribs towards the floor, sides of the neck back, tops of the ears back. And then hands frame the front foot, blocks off to the side, plant the hands, send the right leg back, downward facing dog. So when I said that uh, it might feel easy, it's very likely that it doesn't feel easy. Uh, didn't feel easy for me. <laughs> so I don't, want, uh, I don't want language like that to uh, feel like it's in any way universal to our experience, your, to everyone's experience. Push the hands down and forward, shift the hips up and back, and we'll do our second set of five push-ups. And inhale to bring us forward, and exhale to lower down. Inhale, press up, exhale back, downward facing dog or child's pose if you're on the knees. 
Inhale forward, exhale lower. Inhale, press, exhale back two. Inhale forward, exhale lower. Inhale, press, exhale back three. Inhale forward, exhale lower. Inhale, press, exhale back four. Last one. Inhale forward, exhale lower. Inhale, press, and exhale to shift the hips back once again. Right foot towards center, left leg lifts straight up and back. Look to the top of the mat and lunge the left foot forward between the hands. Again, set up the stride. Be in communication with the appropriate depth for this moment of the hips. And then hands to hips, elbows towards the ceiling, shoulder blades on the back. Draw back through the sides of the waistline to come on up into a crescent lunge or high lunge. Palms turn forward, shoulders curl back. Inhale to sweep the arms overhead. Square the hips and chest forward. And then as you exhale next, keep the legs and hips as they are. Open the chest towards the left wall to keep taking the arms down to the height of the shoulders. So stay deep in the lunge as you revolve the spine and revolve around the central channel of the spine from right to left, bottom to top. Okay, so either choose to stay here for some breath or wrap the left hand to the outside of the right hip, get a grip, and sweep the right arm up and over the head, leaning back into a crescent shape in the upper body, expanding the right side. If you have the crescent shape, you might look up, and everybody breathe. Five, four, three, two, and one. Unwind. Reframe the front foot with the hands. Again, option to use blocks if you have them on either side of the front foot. Look back at your right foot and step it forward, maybe eight inches, and then ground the outside edge of the right heel. Point the right toes to the top right corner of your mat. So we're setting up for a revolved triangle. So if you know that leg position, um, that's, that's where we're going. Okay, so tone the muscles up both legs so that the kneecaps pull in and up. And then notice the tendency for the right hip to be back behind the left hip. So we actually want to wrap the right outer hip forward and down as the left outer hip draws back and up, attempting to square the hips. Okay, from here we're going to come up, keep the legs as they are, hands to the hips, elbows to the ceiling, draw back through the sides of the waistline. Elbows in, towards one another behind the back, lift the gaze, lengthen along the front of the torso, and then we're going to hinge again. Bring that length of the torso parallel to the floor. Again, check out where the hips are. You have your hands there that hopefully provides you with some additional information. Right outer hip wraps forward, left hip crease draws back. And then bring the right hand down to the floor. So it can land on a block at the inside of the left foot. It can land on the foot. It can land on the floor or a block at the outside of the foot. So you might experiment with some different things there. Pull the left hip crease back. Extend the crown of the head towards the room in front of you. And now again, we're going to revolve around the central channel of the spine. <laughs> my, modify my option and shift the right, right low abdomen, right ribs, right shoulder towards the left, stacking the left shoulder on top of the right shoulder eventually. 
Left hip crease draws back. Tone up the muscles of the left leg. Extend forward through the crown of the head. The longer that channel of the spine is, the more space you have to revolve around it. If it feels appropriate, if the shoulders are stacked, the left arm might reach up towards the ceiling as you look up. One concept that I find very helpful here is that um, I imagine my left palm pushing into a wall space. So into a uh, into, into solid matter. So by pressing into the left palm in that manner, uh, I might be able to revolve the right ribs even more deeply to the left. Keep breathing here. Explore this shape. Where can you tone? Where can you soften? Where can you expand for five, four, three, two, one, look down, <laughs> left hand down, remove the blocks momentarily before pressing back downward facing dog. Left foot can move towards center as right leg lifts, straight up and back. Look to the top of the mat and lunge the right foot forward. So, as you can imagine, we have a second side to do all that on. Establish the depth of your lunge. Keep the legs strong. Hands to hips, elbows to the ceiling. Draw back through the sides of the waistline, come up. Lengthen the tailbone down as the heart lifts. Roll the shoulders back, palms face forward. And then inhale, sweep the arms overhead. Square the hips and chest. Strengthen the legs. Keep the legs and hips as they are. Exhale, open the chest towards the right wall. Arms down to the height of the shoulders. Okay. Choose to stay here. Explore where you're at. Or option two, draw the right hand to the outside of the left thigh. Sweep the left arm up by the left ear, and then lean back. Create this crescentine shape on the left side. Maybe look up, maybe deepen the lunge, maybe soften the edges of the mouth, but definitely breathe. Five, four, three, two, and one. Hands to frame the front foot. Blocks if you have them on either side of the right foot. Look back at the left foot and hop the left foot for maybe six to eight inches. Ground the outside of the heel and then point the left toes to the top left corner of the mat. Okay. Try to square the hips. Keep the right leg toning as you ground through the base of the right big toe. Draw the chest forward. Pull the right hip back. Hands to hips, elbows to the ceiling, draw back through the sides of the waistline to come up. Again, you have this information now of hands on the hips. Try to shine the hips forward. Elbows on the back, elbows point back, shoulder blades on the back, gaze and heart lift, and then hinge at the hips to bring the length of the spine parallel to the floor. Right hip draws back, left outer hip wraps forward, both legs tone. Left hand to the block, keep the right hand on the hip. Decide where it's appropriate to bring the left hand. It might be different on this side than the first side. And then keeping the spine long, consider revolving around that central channel. Shifting the uh, abdomen, the ribs, the chest from left to right. I'm noticing my back heel is popping up, just attempting to push it back down as I lift through the back inner thigh. Maybe looking up. Maybe reaching up with the right hand. 
Again, this, this conceptual movement of pushing the right palm into a solid batter. So by pushing that palm into something, can you have more access to the left ribs revolving towards the right as you continue to ground through the right big toe mama, lift into the right kneecap, pull the hip crease back, all the while breathing. Be here now. Don't miss this moment. It won't last forever in spite of what it might feel like. Okay, gaze down, hands down. <laughs> Press back, DFD, downward facing dog. Whew, walk it out. What are you feeling? Where are you feeling? How do you address those feelings with movement? Maybe it's appropriate to take a child's pose. Maybe you want to get in a quick little flow here. Your practice. Okay. Um, option to enjoy it. Okay, from here we're going to shift into a plank position. Shoulders over wrist. And again, knees to the floor, tailbone up, chin forward, and then chest and chin lower down at the same rate. Slide forward onto your belly. So from the experience of yesterday, I found that at this point in the practice, it would be comfortable, supportive to um, place a blanket down on the mat. If you're on a carpeted surface, that probably is uh, less necessary. But um, if you're practicing on a hardwood surface underneath your mat, um, this exercise might um, be uncomfortable on your stomach and your, um, the fronts of your hips. So you can also not, uh, not partake in the rocking invitation if uh, you don't have the uh, padding underneath you. So if that, none of that makes sense, hopefully it will in a moment. Okay, so we're lying on our bellies, chins on the mat, arms at the sides. And then we're going to come into a version of bow pose. So bend the knees and flex the feet. Reach back for the outer ankles. And it is possible it is, uh, that only one ankle can be, um, can be grasped at this time. So uh, let's start with the left ankle if you can only get the one. And then we'll do the right ankle on the second time around. Otherwise, uh, grab both ankles, bring, bring the heels, and knees to about hip width distance apart. Okay. Push the feet or the ankles into the hands and begin to lift the thighs up away from the floor. Okay. Now, roll the shoulders back, draw the sides of the neck back, lift the crown of the head up. And experiment with some rocking motion. So maybe you're kind of uh, facilitating this quickly by kind of kicking the knees back, kicking the heels back, rolling the shoulders back, or maybe you do it a little more slowly with the engagement of the breath. So let the filling of the lungs lift the heart, the emptying of the lungs lift the thighs. And lower the thighs, release the ankles, bring the left cheek to the floor, big toes touch, heels widen apart, head heavy, neck soft, arms heavy, upper back broad, return to this moment. 
So I, I often talk about this moment during practice as being um, something that I really uh, have struggled with and have learned to uh, really appreciate as a great source of strength and um, yeah, a great source of strength in the yoga practice, this ability to like move into these belly down back bends, which can be um, such a struggle because there is that like pulling away from the earth, that attempt to rise up away from the pull of gravity. <laughs> and it's just hard. They're, they're challenging poses. They're also triumphant poses. They also lead you to this space. So you get this deep reflection, this opportunity to rest and reflect. Okay, let's do it again. Chin on the floor. Bend the knees, flex the feet, reach back for the right ankle or both ankles. Ankles and knees tone in towards one another, shoulders or right shoulder rolls back, and then kick the ankle or ankles, lift the thigh or thighs, shoulder or shoulders back, and then explore some movement. Again, it can be done kind of quickly with some, you know, bobbing the head forward and back, or you can experiment with moving slowly, breath filling the belly, moving the chest forward and up. Or, or up and back, excuse me, exhale, um, bobbing the chest forward and lifting the thighs higher. Soften the edges of the mouth if possible. And as you're ready, come on down, <laughs> left cheek to the floor. Big toes touch, heels wind apart, heads of the arm bones forward, head heavy, neck soft, arms heavy, upper back broad, gaze softer, eyes closed, awareness back to body, back to breath, back to the present moment. Okay, chin to the floor. Let's take the knees as wide as the mat and then push all the way back into a wide-legged child's pose. So uh, the big toes come to touch behind you. Sink your hips all the way down to the heels. You might remove a blank the blanket if you have it from the mat. Push the hands down and forward to round through the low spine. So you'll likely feel, um, feel the... Uh, how this is countering now those back bending actions. So you might have a little uh, more sensation in the low back doing this shape after those back bending shapes than you would um, if, if you did it another point in the practice. 
So we're going to emphasize that rounded low spine and then start to walk the upper body forward. Reach with the fingertips, spread the palms, and consider the amount of activity you want in the upper body. It could be very little activity. You could really feel the, um, feel the desire to activate the arms by grounding the knuckles, lifting the wrists and the outer armpits away from the floor, pulling the shoulders down the back, away from the ears, or you might just let the arms be heavy. Chin can be towards the mat or on the mat. If that's uncomfortable, you might turn one cheek to the floor. I'm starting with the right cheek, and I'll, if you have the cheek on the floor, I'll give you an opportunity to change and be, create some balance, evenness. Breath in the back body. Arrival in the moment. Rest and reflect. Turn the left cheek. Chin to the floor and push your way back up. Okay. Come into a tabletop position. Have a strap and your blocks handy nearby. We're going to move into a variation or a, a form of cow face pose or gomukhasana. Uh, let's start with the left foot forward between the hands. And then walk the right knee a few inches towards the left side of the mat. Point the right toes straight back. And then walk the left foot towards the right hand. And then take the, uh, the left ankle or left leg with the right hand. And then attempt to guide the left leg back. So we're bringing the left shin to the outside of the right shin. I'm using my right hand to manipulate uh, my right, my left calf, right hand, left calf, to make space. All ten toes point back, and then I'm walking my upper body back until I can hover or sit somewhere over my right, my right heel. All confused here, because you know, you know why, right? Uh, because we're all twisted. Um, so I said to have your strap handy. I didn't actually do that myself. Practice what you preach, huh? Okay. Uh, I th- I'm confused about which arm, which le- which arm goes uh, where with the crossing of the legs like this. Uh, I think it's right arm up, and I don't think it's going to be too detrimental if we do the wrong side. Um, so. If this is unsustainable to sit like this, a couple of options would be to prop this shape by placing some padding underneath the left hip. So I placed a block underneath my left hip that I can kind of shift some of my weight onto that block. If that is also not sustainable, you can take uh, what is called, uh, sometimes called shoelace, I guess, in yin in uh, the yin class, um, the heels come out, the feet flex, and the knees stack on top. Or alternatively, you could do um, fire logs legs. So lots of different leg options here. Explore and 
you know, talk to your body with some, you know, with respect, respectful listening to determine what shape you're going to take. Okay. Like I said, right arm up, left arm out, palm, left palm facing the back wall, and then left elbow bends so that the palm faces back behind the heart. And then right elbow bends so you tap the base of the neck with the right fingertips. Okay, attempt to find the fingertips behind the back or use the strap to lengthen the arms and grab two ends of the strap. Extend up through the right elbow, down through the left elbow. Hug the left shoulder blade onto the back of the chest. And if you're just dying to hinge forward at the hips here, please, uh, please do that. I just never uh, connect with that uh, movement myself, um, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. But um, yeah, if you like the hinge forward, hinge forward. If you're staying in the upright position. I'm going to invite you again to explore the three-part breath here. So feel that uh, swelling of the belly and low back, and then the expansion of the uh, upper abdomen and lower ribs, and then moving up into the chest space, upper back, capping the breath off in the throat, and then following that journey in reverse from the throat to the pelvic floor. One more breath in. And out as you're ready. Okay, release the hands. Walk forward back into a plank position to unwind. You might shift the hips from side to side. Do some, do some undoing. <laughs> and we'll do, uh, move on to the second side. So lunging the right foot forward this time, and, uh, inching the left leg to the right, point the left toes back, and then use the left hand to guide the right leg back. So um, all 10 toes point towards the back wall. You can use the left hand to manipulate the, uh, the right calf out of the way. So you're basically uh, crossing the right leg over the left leg and then attempting to sit back onto the heels. So if this is painful for the knees, it, uh, that is not the objective to create pain in the knees. It never is in my experience of yoga. <laughs> it's never the objective to create pain in the knees. Um, so if this is un unsustainable or even um, not even able to get to the point where the hips go over the heels, then um, find a way to prop the pose or find a way to 
uh, modify the pose. So again, this option of taking the heels wider, sitting the hips back between the heels, keeping the feet flexed for a um, shoelace pose, or taking the left shin uh, uh, perpendicular to the parallel with the hips and stacking the right shin on top. So like a fire logs or Agni Stambhasana legs. Okay, so, so this is the point in practice where, you know, that um, respectful communication is really important. Um, that you meet your body, you meet your practice where it is today. It, uh, uh, these kind of notice where the shoulds, this is what I should be doing, um, where that kind of language comes in and is, I think, detrimental to uh, the, the um, deepening of the practice. So, um, <laughs> so, left arm up, right arm out, palm faces back, bend the right elbow, bring the hand to the back of the heart, palm facing out, bend the left elbow, reach for fingertips or use the strap to extend the arms, and then left elbow expands up, right elbow extends down. Try to hug the right shoulder blade gently onto the back of the chest. Find a focal point. Consider the opportunity, the option of hinging at the hips and folding over the legs. You could always try it. If, you don't, if it doesn't feel appropriate, you can come back. And then again, if you are choosing this option of staying upright, let's again uh, focus on the three-part breath. Filling from pelvic floor through lower abdomen, low back, moving up the rib cage, up to the heart space in the upper back, and then moving the breath all the way up the back of the throat. And then following that journey in reverse with the exhale. One more complete round of breath. And upon completion of that breath, release the hands, unwind, come forward into plank, and then swing the legs forward to come to lie on the back. Okay. So, uh, in continuation of the concepts from last week, the triumphant uprising and the uh, <laughs> learning to fly, we're going to do another uh, bird pose today. We're going to do revolved uh, crow pose. So, um, we're going to start by learning to fly <laughs> on our backs. 
Extend your arms out to either side of the room, palms facing the ceiling, and then draw your feet and knees in together. Lift your feet up off the floor, squeezing the legs in. And now tuck the tailbone away from the floor so the lower spine rounds up away from the floor. And there's an engagement of the abdominal muscles, strengthening of the core. Exhale, slowly lower the knees at about a 45 degree angle towards the left, keeping the knees and feet together, keeping the low spine lifting and curling away from the floor. Now look up towards the ceiling and angle your gaze towards the right. Reach with your arms up towards the ceiling, opening your palms to the sky. And then curl your head, neck, and shoulders up away from the floor as you attempt to press your palm prints onto that right side of the ceiling. Draw the knees in and up towards the left armpit and attempt to make contact between the right outer leg and the left outer arm. Less of the back body on the floor, hugging the knees in and up towards the armpit. For five, four, three, two, one. Head down, hips down, feet down, arms back out to a T. So that was the form of revolved triangle. Imagine we'll be doing it in a few minutes uh, and we'll be standing on our hands rather than, uh, uh, rather than on our backs. Okay, we're not really standing on our backs. <laughs> Hopefully you get, you get what I'm laying down here. Okay, knees lift, squeeze the legs in, feet open side by side. And then lower the knees at an angle, 45 degrees to the right. Tuck the tailbone, lift around the low spine away from the floor, look to the ceiling and angle the gaze towards the left. Take the arms up, pushing your hands in the direction that your gaze is looking. And then curl your head, neck and shoulders up away from the floor, push through the hands and try to bring the left knee up towards the right armpit. Outside of the leg, meeting the outside of the arm. Hug the knees in, push the hands up. Soften the face if possible for five, four, three, two, one. Head down, feet down, rest. Arms out, feet as wide as the mat, and let's just windshield wiper the legs a little bit. Why not? Loosen up. Let expand the front of the hips, soften the abdomen, sway the knees side to side, possibly a synchronizing breath and movement. Okay, so as you relax the low body a little bit here, open up the chest, uh, again, we're going to move into this arm balancing pose, this flying bird pose, um, and consider the exercise that we just did and the emphasis on core strength. So even though the, our, body, our bodies will be supported by the connection of our hands to the floor, this is not a pose that is strictly about arm strength. The whole system's got to work together here. Okay, knees back to center. Draw the knees into the chest and let's do some nice rocking and rolling along the spine. Gradually, a rock 
forward and back, making the movements a little bigger each time. Until you're ready to come forward. Okay, so if you have done uh, Bakasana with me before or Crow Pose, uh, I often um, emphasize or encourage the use of a perch, uh, a block to stand on so that it's easier to uh, lift off of the floor because the, the block is already lifting you a little bit. Um, okay, so um, feet are going to come up onto a block, feet side by side, inner feet together, and then I'm going to bend my knees Forward, so sinking my hips down to my heels. So in this version of crow pose, the side crow, the legs stay together. Keep the hips down, and then um, angle the upper body at about a 45 degree angle towards the left. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, yesterday I started with the right side too, but I'm gonna start. I'm gonna change that and start with the left side. So hopefully, I'm gonna turn around so you can see me. Um, <laughs> Not your podcast listeners, but the live streamers. Uh, so the knees are pointing towards the, uh, towards the end of the mat. And then I'm going to angle my upper body towards the left. So just like we did from the back body, I'm taking my gaze and my chest at a 45 degree angle to my knees. Keep the knees squeezing in. Tailbone tucking low towards the heels. And then I'm going to plant my hands on the floor, placing them shoulder width distance apart, spreading the fingers. And then I'm going to look forward as I begin to shift the weight of my body in the direction that my fingertips are pointing. Okay, shift, 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 and then toes come up off of the, off of the perch, off of the floor. Okay. So in that version of the pose that I just demonstrated, my, uh, my left leg was on my right arm. My left arm was unencumbered. So again, my, leg, my left leg was against my right arm. My left arm was not, uh, was not touching uh, my hips or thigh. In this second version of the pose, same side, I'm going to sink my hips down to my heels, point my knees forward. Squeeze my legs together, angle my upper body 45 degrees to the left, and then I'm going to bend my left elbow and try to rest my left hip on my left elbow. Rest my right, my left thigh on my right elbow. So bending the elbows, making a shelf with the elbows, and then lifting the feet up. So this is, I would consider this a modification of the, it's a modification of the pose. Um, so uh, either of those two uh, ways of practicing, I think, are good ways to learn to fly. So we'll do those two attempts on the second side. Again, I'd like to remind you to have that respectful communication between your mind and body. Um, if you're if you're hearing, if you're feeling that. Um, you should be in a different place with this than you, uh, than you find yourself, then um, consider that we can only move from where we are in this moment. So just take stock of what's going on and then keep, keep practicing. The power of practice. Okay, knees forward, angle the upper body to the right, hands to the floor, 
Hands are shoulder width distance apart. Look between the hands. Start to move the uh, start to move the chest in the direction of the gaze as weight shifts onto the hands, shifts off of the floor of the block. Feet lift. Maybe even straighten the right elbow. What? I got really close to the microphone right there, so uh, <laughs> could have heard some real huffing and puffing. <laughs> Okay, um, let's try that again on the right side. So uh, stand on the perch, stand on the block or on the floor. Knees point to the top of the mat. Upper body angles to the right. Plant the hands. This time, when you use the, the back of the arms like a shelf, the, the, chest is almost, the chest is more 90 degree angle from the hips rather than 45 degree angle. Bend the right elbow. Rest the right hip on the right elbow, left thigh on, right hip, right elbow, left elbow, right thigh. Okay, and then lift the feet. And then option to extend the left leg out, right leg back. I don't even know which leg is which anymore. Right leg out, left leg back. Do some funky variations. And then we gotta really um, move it, move into the end of practice now. As usual, I am going over time, but it just feels so good, I can't stop myself. Okay, uh, great job. Now you, now you know how to fly. Uh, heels, hip width distance, fingertips point towards the heels. Push the feet down, lift the hips up. Come to reverse table, <laughs> lengthen through the tailbone, lift the hips, keep the knees hip width distance, push it to the hands, take your gaze up, take the gaze back, breathe into the front body, use the back body to lift the front body into this table shape. And then chin to the chest, lower the hips down. And we're going to do that one more time. So option to take the same reverse table, or we're going to turn up the heat on this front body opener by bringing the legs together and extending them straight. So point the toes if you choose to extend the legs. You might also, this is called east-facing pose. You can also think of this as flash dance pose if you're a child of the 80s. I gotta be honest, I've never actually seen flash dance, but I'm very aware of what the dance of flash dance looks like. Okay, fingertips towards the, uh, fingertips pointing towards the direction of the toes, shoulder blades on the back, look down the front line of the body, push the feet down, engage the legs, push the hands down, lift the hips and chest. So you're looking down the front line of your body, trying to get the soles of your feet towards the floor, hips lift, chest lifts, gaze goes up, gaze goes back. Okay, imagine a big, uh, what is it, like a, <laughs> oh, imagine some water, some sparkly water splashing down over your chest for five, four, three, two, chin to chest, one, hips down, and come to lie on your back. Whoo! Take your arms out to either side of the room. 
Let the head be heavy, neck long, arms be heavy. Draw the knees in and up towards the chest. Cup the knees with the hands, and then just rock the knees side to side, side, to side massaging the low back into the floor. Return to the breath. Eyes soft at the ceiling or eyes closed. Draw your knees in and up towards your armpits. Take hold of the outside edges of the feet. Shins perpendicular to the floor. Soles of the feet open to the ceiling. And rock side to side, pulling one knee down to the mat or towards the mat and then the other. The paradox of the happy, contented, yet tired baby. <laughs> Is the baby ever really happy when it's tired and still awake? Okay, feet together. Interlace the fingers around the outer edges of the feet. Widen the knees out to either side of the room and extend the spine along the floor. Tuck your chin towards your chest to lengthen along the back of the neck. Expand through the inner thighs. Let the pressure of the hands, the feet into the hands. Pull the arms taut. Heads of the arm bones curl away from the floor as the head stays grounded. And then release the feet. Hug the knees into the chest. Embrace the self. Wrap your arms around the fronts of your legs, grabbing hold of opposite wrists, forearms, or elbows, and give yourself a genuine squeeze. Chin to chest, forehead towards the knees, tailbone and towards the heels. Get small. Pull in, get tight, implode, and then explode. Release your arms, release your legs as we make our way into Savasana, the corpse pose. So in lieu of an inversion today, I am going to uh, encourage those of you who would like to, to take legs up the walls. If you have an uninterrupted wall space, bring the short edge of your mat to a wall and use a firm pillow or a yoga blanket folded at the baseboard of the wall. Also, opportunity to put on any comfort items, uh, your childhood blankie or a pair of socks. Swing your legs up the wall and then scooch your hips up onto the height of your blankets or firm pillow. If you like the use of a strap at this time, you might make a loop about 12 inches wide with the strap and then place it around the ankles. Take, uh, take an eye pillow if you have one. Put it on if you don't have one. Uh, put it on your to-do list to make one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they are not that difficult to make, though, if you uh, have some barley or flax seeds. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Let's arrive in this moment, not making plans for the future, not writing our to-do list, but tuning deeply in to the sensations, the vibrations of this moment. Send aware, awareness down into the toes. Uh, when 
sometimes when I am approaching this pose, I think about this process of uh, moving through the body, like uh, turning off all the lights in a large building. So travel down into the toes, and then turn off the light. So signal the toes that this is uh, and we're entering into a time for rest and reflection. Move awareness up through the feet. Up into the ankles. Along the shins and calves. Moving to the knees, moving through the thighs, ceasing activity, legs entering a state of rest. to the arms, starting with the fingers. Sending a message of calming down. Ceasing movement, ceasing activity. Releasing grip through the palms, the wrists, forearms, elbows, upper arms. Arms are at rest. And then we'll move up the middle body. Focusing first on the region of the pelvis. Moving up the abdomen, low back. Ceasing activity around the rib cage. Tightening the chest space. Allowing the shoulder blades to settle. Moving awareness to the collarbones. And then up along the throat and the neck. Letting the weight of the skull settle. And the face soften. As we cease doing 
being in this moment. position. Let's return to an awareness of the breath. If you'd like, I invite you to bring a hand to the belly and a hand to the chest. Slowly start to re uh, to recultivate the three-part breath. Building the breath slowly. If you have legs up the wall, slide the heels down the wall. If you have legs on the mat, uh, bend the knees and place the feet on the mat. If you have a strap, remove it. Left arm along the left ear and everyone roll onto the left side of the body. Reconnect with breath. And then transition from corpse pose into this moment, this transition from corpse to a fetal position. And now pushing ourselves back into a seat just as we began. Any seat would be appropriate for this time, just reestablishing the connection between the lower body and the earth, expanding energy down and drawing energy up, length along the spine, and bring hands to heart center or hands onto the body. We'll chant on one single time to close this morning's practice. Exhale, and inhale for Om. Oh. 
Thank you for your patience, for any technical difficulties that you might have encountered during this practice. Thank you for your dedication to the practice and your focus throughout. The light in me recognizes and bows to the light in each of you. Namaste. Um, thank you all for being here with either the live stream practice or with the uh, pre-recorded class. Um, I am um, accepting donations for this practice. Uh, if you would like to make a donation, uh, please go to my website, uh, Brownstone Yoga. If you type in Brownstone Yoga um, Athens, it should be the first thing to come up. Um, there's a place available to make donations there. Um, Always donations will go in part to um, the Revolution Therapy and Yoga Studio here in Athens, Georgia, uh, formerly known as Rubber Soul Yoga Collective. Um, proceeds will go in part there, and then for the month of August, I've decided to give part of the proceeds for the stream to um, Fair, Fight, uh, Fair Fight, I don't know if it's specifically Georgia, but um, it's Stacey Abrams' uh, organization. So. Check that out if you're not familiar with that. I think it's a cool organization. I'll do. I'll uh, switch to something new in September, perhaps something more um, local to Athens. But anyway, um, that's where your donations will be going if you choose to make them. Um, also, as always, I encourage you to reach out to me with any questions or uh, suggestions for class. Um, I am going to turn off the <laughs> podcast here with that. With that note.